This is Government Gone Digital. I'm Dana Birchman, Chief Digital Officer here in Gilbert, Arizona, and I'm here today with one of our amazing council members, Bridget Peterson, and a very special guest. I'm so happy to have you on our podcast. Thank you, Dana. I'm so pleased to be here finally. I know you've done so many podcasts, and I've been listening and hearing everything you're talking about, and it's so great to join you. Well, you are a social media rock star, and so the reason we wanted to have you here, really, you are. I am so impressed by what you do on social media, obviously to get elected, of course, as a council member, but just how you use your role day to day in social media. I watch all the time on so many platforms and you're on a variety of them and we can talk specifically about them, but I watch how you respond to people and give information and you're helpful and you really use it as a tool in your role to build relationships and be effective in the community. And I know there are so many elected officials out there and probably people who would love to run for office and are thinking about how they can use social media to do that. And I think you really were able to tap into this early. You know our team's focus is mostly online and we get to do that because of Gilbert's demographics. But um, you've really um, been the perfect example of kind of our social media rock star and advocate and not just for what we do in the town does, but also to promote a lot of the things that you're passionate about. So tell me how you got started in the social media realm? Like, how did you discover that this was a tool that you could use, you know, in your work as an elected official? Um, Thank you for all of that. Um, I love social media. I think that it is the perfect tool for all of us to be using, no matter what your role is in the world. I think that whether it's to get your everyday news or to find out what's going on in your community or to find out what your elected officials are doing, it is the perfect tool for you to use. It's free. So for me, that's the best. You know, we live in a very conservative community and it's the best way for us to be able to reach out to people. I think that my first thought of using social media to run for office was actually because of our mayor, Jen Daniels. She really took Twitter and ran with it the first time, no pun intended, I guess, that she ran for office. And she used it so well that I thought that's exactly what I'm going to do. So in 2014, when I decided to finally jump into this and to run for office, I used Facebook and Twitter primarily, a little bit of Instagram at that point, and um, just took it and thought, if it's free, why not use it? Why not reach out to as many people as I can? And then when you decide to boost something, you're not spending very much money at all to boost an ad to get out to a very specific demographic. And I use that to the best of my ability too. And it's the first thing that I recommend to people when they want to run for office. I think it's the best tool that you have out there to use. I think it's the best way to reach the most people. Yeah, and yeah. so much more cost effective. I hear this all the time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will tell us, oh, well, you still have to do the, those old ways, like the mailers, but then you do this in addition. And what I've always argued, and I think in Gilbert we know, we I recently got the stats from the U.S. Commerce Department. I shared with you that 97.5% of Gilbert households have a computer. And I knew it was very high, which was why we focused so many of our efforts online, but I didn't realize it was even that high. So I would make the argument even more so today than seven years ago when I started, that people are less likely to check their mail and that really printing is an exorbitant cost that, as you said, our taxpayers really don't want to pay. And so thinking about doing this in place of traditional methods of outreach, and obviously it was effective for you because 
you got elected. Right. So yeah, and so I think that that's really interesting. So and a lot of people I think are very fearful of engaging on social media because they don't want to hear criticism or they don't want to hear people that might disagree with them. And and I love the way that I feel like you've used it as a tool to engage and build relationships and create this two-way dialogue, which I think is so important because we all live busy lives. And I always say, go where your residents are. Our yeah. residents are online. They're on social media. And so you meet them there. In fact, I see you meet them there in all kinds of groups, like Go Gilbert on Facebook and these other groups. And tell me about how you do that because I love that you engage there and you're kind of always listening, I feel like, too. Yeah. The first thing I want to say is when I ran for office in 2014 the first time, I didn't do a website. I don't know if that's been done by somebody running for office since websites became a thing because I thought it was a waste of money. It was a waste of time. When it comes to social media, I can update it in a second. I can be any place at any event and, and post a photo and post a link to something that's interesting or just post a status and people can see it immediately instead of having to go home and sit at a computer and update that website or have somebody do that for me. But reaching out to my constituents and being able to talk to them on a regular basis on in a group such as Go Gilbert, for instance, is I think, oh my gosh, I just think it's it's a miracle that I am able to do that because we have 252,000 people that live here in Gilbert. I can maybe see five to 10 of those people in a week's time. And it's probably half of them I see more than once it's the same people, right? So I'm not really able to reach out and talk to those people on a regular basis or even when I'm running for office. So it's my way of being able to reach out, to be able to answer their questions, to be able to, when I see something that's not factual spreading in a Facebook group, that I can stop and say, wait, let's step back. Let me explain it to you. And they're really so great about it. And yes, you're eventually, every once in a while, going to have somebody that's going to criticize you. But you're, if you're in my job and you're not willing to take the criticism, you better step aside because it's part of what we do. And for the most part, I should just be able to explain things to people so that they understand it so that maybe they won't be so critical. Maybe it's just something that they're misunderstanding that's making them critical or becoming defensive about something that they just don't understand that's going on in the community. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. I think it's so amazing. And one of the things that we've been talking about, too, is why you have to build that relationship early on and then connect often instead of just going and asking when you're running for office. It has to be this kind of continuous relationship that you build. One of the things we're really focused on is because of the census and the ability to, for people to participate online this time. We've already built this foundation over the last seven years of people engaging with us there. Then when we need them to do something like vote or show up in an election or complete the census, we know they're already there, they're already engaging. It makes our job much easier. Do you find that's true too because you already kind of built these relationships that when public safety training facilities, I think a perfect example of this, where it passed on the ballot two to one. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that I think a lot of that is because of the engagement that we've had online and on social media, people understanding the importance of voting and really getting out to do that. And it wasn't that we just appeared for the first time right before an election to start promoting these things, but we're talking about that engagement all the time. So tell me about how you kind of, even when you're not running for office, you're continuing that conversation and building those relationships with your constituents. I think it's more important when I'm not running for office mm. to keep those relationships going. And I think it's more important for me to use that opportunity to reach out to the people because they don't have that opportunity to come and see us. We meet as a council 
twice a month, perhaps. And so if they want to come and speak on something, that's their opportunity. But this way, they can post anything. And if I see it, because obviously, like a Go Gilbert group is a huge group, I might not see all of them. But I have residents now tag me and say, hey, can you answer this question? Hey, can you straighten this out for us? Hey, do you have any information on this? And I'm happy to go out and, and comment and talk to them about it. Like I said, it is the best opportunity that I have. And I think it really helped in getting me reelected because I had all of those relationships already built mm -hmm. that then when people saw my name on the ballot, it wasn't just that they were voting for somebody. They knew who they were voting for. They knew the person that was going to be doing this job for the next four years because I had already been doing it and talking to them in these groups. And I think public safety training facilities a perfect example. We didn't just pop this up out of, out of nowhere and say, here's a ballot issue, vote on it in November. We talked about it for months. I was posting about it for months. We did videos. We did. We show on a very regular basis on our social media channels, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, how great our fire department and our police department are, how fun they are, mm -hmm. how engaged in the community that they are. And that's why our voters said, yes, we want to build them this public safety training facility. And it was because of all of those months leading up to it. And, and all the seven years that you've been here doing this as Gilbert Digital really pushed that vote. I know it did because everybody knows what they're doing on a regular basis in Gilbert. They know what Gilbert Fire and Police are doing on a regular basis. Yeah, I when I recently talked to someone about engaging online and using Nextdoor and a lot of those tools that we're doing at a conference, people said, well, when should we start? I, th I was shocked by this. Someone raised their hand in the session and said, well, and I said, you know, everything for us right now is going to be focused on 2020. It's a huge year for us. We have our 100th birthday. We have a major election, obviously, ballot initiatives that are on it, and the census, right? So we have all of these big things. Everything we do should be pointing towards that. And so someone raised their hand at the end of my panel and said, so when should we start if we have big things coming up in 2020? And I said, oh, you should have started yesterday. You should have started yesterday because if you don't, when you do need something and you go asking, you're, you have not built that foundation, you haven't built that trust, that relationship that's there. And I really find that to be so true and whatever platform that might be because it's constantly evolving. And I think you're super cool. Like you said, you're like, at first I wasn't on Instagram and then I did this. That's another thing we've had happen here in this organization, especially with police and fire, where in emergency situations, like we trained them on Periscope and then they were like, well, you said it was Periscope, like now it's Facebook Live. Okay, now it's Instagram Stories, now it's Instagram Live. And they're like, oh, okay, we can't keep up, you know, but that we have to be sure that if the tools that our residents are using, if, like you said, if our residents are on Instagram, then I need to be on Instagram, right? Not really rocket science, but for some reason, when it comes to even elected officials and government, they're slow to kind of make this change and, and evolution. And I've just watched you do this really well. And it's time consuming, right? It is. Like one thing I'd love to have you say, because I just think this is so true. Speak to all of the me's, all of the communications folks, marketing folks in other cities who are trying to get their manager, their mayor and council, whatever that looks like, the structure of their organization, to understand the importance of having someone dedicated to social media. Because I know I tried for three years to get someone and people thought, oh, is this person going to do just sit on Twitter all day and not understanding that this is 
truly a 24 set. You know this because you've, you're, you're always, you said something today at a luncheon we were at about, yes. oh, I saw this tweet last night at 11, I think it was 1130. at 1130, right? Yeah. So I think that that is so crucial to hear, you know, we always as, as, you know, government employees need to understand them. We know the importance of having the buy-in from the top down. So we need the manager, the city manager or the mayor and council to understand that importance of initiatives like this. And I just, we're, I'm so grateful to you because I know that you do and you realize how time consuming this is to do it right and not just have someone retweeting things on their lunch break. Right. It's very true. It's very time consuming. And as much as I do it for myself, I have um, two Facebook pages because I have an election one and a personal one. I have three Instagrams because I have an election one, a personal one and one for my dogs. And I have a Twitter. So (laughs) I do all of those on my own, except for when it was election time. And I actually hired a group and they said, the only two we will do are Facebook and Instagram. Again, speaking to what you said, what was popular at the time, what would get us the most bang for the buck, what would for me paying them to do it would be the best for them to do. So that's very important. And it is, I think everybody comes, Mayor Daniel says this a lot, from a place of fear. People are afraid to say, yes, we need somebody that's dedicated to this. Yes, this is a really legitimate thing that we're using. No, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are not fly-by-night things. I mean, now I'm getting 10-year memories on Facebook. Facebook is here to stay for quite some time. And Instagram is, and Twitter is, and obviously there are going to be other things that come and go, like you spoke about Periscope. There's going to be other ways to do things, and these mediums will change what they do and how they do it. But the but the higher ups and the elected officials and the city managers need to realize that this is the best, most cost effective way that they can reach out to all of their residents. And I know other cities and towns are trying. I know my daughter works out in the city of Surprise and I know they're trying to do things. And if you just let that fear go and give it a chance and bring in the right person, Dana, we got you, you bring in the right person that has the innovative mind to look at how this community can wrap themselves around this. That's what you need to do, and that's how you need to do it. And I say do I say do it. Just try it. I have elected officials ask me all the time because I know you speak a lot, and they'll say, what do you do and how do you do it? And I'll say, don't be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid. And I know also the other thing I hear all the time is, oh, we have all these policies and procedures and YouTube is blocked and we can't upload any video. You know, it's like, yeah, no, step one is to remove those roadblocks, right? right? Make sure that your attorneys understand that this is a tool. And, you know, the biggest thing for us, and you're a perfect example of this, is we want you and our employees and our staff to be our brand advocates and sharing our message and screaming it from the rooftops. It's so much more powerful when it's not just coming from us. Now, a lot of times in emergencies, people want to get as close to the source as possible, so they love hearing from Gilbert Fire and Rescue about something that's happening. However, when our employees can share things like the digital state of the town or the great work we're doing, and they say, look at this pride. I was come back to community pride, tapping into pride of where you work, of where you live, where you play. All of that is so important. And you mentioned fun. And I want to talk about that because I think fun is really key to this is, you know, removing the roadblocks so that you can be free to be creative and not be afraid to fail and trying something different, but then having fun. And I think with public safety, especially oftentimes 
they, they think of their jobs so as very tactical, and so they don't necessarily see the fun in it or see the interest, the community interest in what they do. But you've been a great advocate, obviously, for our public safety teams and kind of understanding the importance of promoting the work that they do. Again, that work that they think, this is just our job. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. I think that's another really great way that you're able to you know, promote their image in the community, too. They, they know that when they show up on a scene, be it police or fire, it could possibly be your worst moment of your entire life when they get there. And they're there to provide that service to you. But there's no reason that we can't show the fun side of them as people and what they do in the community otherwise. So coffee with a cop or um, right now they're going to do otter pops all through the community at different locations with the police department stop by your local fire station and visit the crew there they love it because they are regular every day moms and dads and brothers and sisters and husbands and wives and they just want to they just want to find a way to reach out to the community so that if that moment happens when it might be the worst moment of your life and they show up, you're not afraid of them. You're not afraid to have them at your home. You're more comfortable with them being around. And you know that they're just a major asset to our community just besides what they do every single day. I think it's really important. And I think social media has been key in us showing what they can do. And I love the commissioning of our fire trucks. If you've never been to the commissioning of a fire engine where they let kids, they hose the truck down and they let the kids wipe the truck down and they let them um, push it into the station, it's the most fun thing for the kids to do. And the parents love it and take all those photos for their Instagram and their Facebook pages for people to share. And I just think that that's an amazing way to reach out to our community and let them know that those stations are theirs. Those trucks are theirs. Come and enjoy them. Absolutely. Um, You're wearing your kindness shirt today. Be kind. Gilbert Kindness, a campaign that we've done that, again, when you talk about moving away from fear, I think opening up our social channels to stories of kindness, whether we they come to our pages to share them or we find them on other groups outside. I think it's been the most heartwarming and gosh, maybe, maybe one of the most fulfilling types of campaigns you can ever do. And there every day in Gilbert, there's an, a different kindness story that I see happening. And what an amazing community. And to be able to share those stories and connect people in ways online. You know, someone leaves their wallet in their cart at Costco or pays for the person in front of them at Dunkin' Donuts, like all of those things. And sometimes they're just the small things. But again, people love to share them and talk and give praise. I see that happening all the time online. Is that, does that like blow your mind? I mean, it must make you feel really proud to represent this community because I know in the work that I do, it's a constant reminder of me about how many great people live here and how fortunate we are. We really are. I mean, when you have a community of 252,000 people, there are so many things that could happen, right, on a daily basis. But to see those stories about people just being nice to each other and to find a way to do this, to, to promote the the kindness that we have in our community already, I think was just an amazing feat. And I know it came kind of came out of this office with some other help from staff mm-hmm. here at the town. And I think it's just an amazing way to share those stories. And when I see them in Go Gilbert, I will do a hashtag Gilbert Kindness and I won't say anything else. I'll just comment hashtag Gilbert Kindness and then I know the team here finds those and they use those stories on our social media channels for the town so that we can promote those stories. But I think it's an amazing way that 
it just shows how great our residents are. And I'm so proud of them every day for the, for those um, different little efforts that they make for each other. And to, to continue to do that, that's all I ask. I mean, we live in a great community. We're very lucky. Gilbert's an amazing community. And I just say, just keep being kind. Now people ask me, what it, what's so special about Gilbert? Or, or what do I need to know about Gilbert? And I'll say people are kind and friendly. And we have delicious food. Yes. <laughs> The best. I know. It's it really is quite amazing. You know this, but I grew up here and if if I would have imagined what Gilbert would be like in twenty years, this isn't what I would have imagined. No. <laughs> so it's just so exciting to see it and then there's so much to look forward to, so much happening in the next in the coming years, like I said, with twenty twenty. So tell our listeners, because I had some of your channels written down, but not all of them, but where should people follow you if they want to hear more from you? Thank you. Um, my Twitter is at Bridget DP, so B-R-I-G-E-T-T-E-D-P, because my name's too long and doesn't fit in the Twitter qualifications there. Um, and on Facebook, I'm at Vote Bridget Peterson, and on Instagram, I'm at Vote Bridget Peterson, both. And I'll mention that I just had somebody reach out to me that wants to run for office next year, and speaking to your when do I need to start doing this, I said, the first thing you need to do is get your Facebook and your Instagram up. I don't care if you do anything on them, just get them up and running and connected so you can do payment from them and everything. It's really important. And I'm reachable at all of those channels and reach out to me. People do. And I, and I love it. And I always respond. So, yes. Yeah. And you're just an amazing ambassador for us, for Gilbert, for social media, for elected officials who are cool and get it and are doing it right. And we cannot thank you, my team and Gilbert as a whole, I think enough for everything you do to support this. And really it's, it's, it's amazing and it's necessary. When I talk about all the time that top-down buy-in, it really is so crucial and key. So we appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, thank and thank you. you for being a guest. And to our listeners, also don't forget you can follow this podcast on Twitter at GovGoneDigital. And we'll see you soon from Gilbert, Arizona on Government Gone Digital.